It's a cappella and a word time. A cappella and a word. Listen in. You will definitely be blessed. I'm reading um, an account from John chapter 8. Um, the Bible speaks for itself. Jesus went onto the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the mists, they say unto him, that is to Jesus, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Where was the man she did that with? That they said they caught her in the very act. Verse 5. Now, Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. I guess they had an idea what Jesus would say or do. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. get the picture there were people gathered in the place Jesus had been teaching in the synagogue when this happened so a lot of eyes were watching the embarrassment of this woman who had partnered with somebody in the act of adultery but the partner was not here she was brought alone but probably that's another story when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, here none but the woman means the people who had um, brought <laughs> her to him, but there were other people looking on. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. In John five fourteen, after Jesus had healed a man who had been paralyzed, he was kind of lame in probably every facet of his being, 
regarding his limbs. He had been healed. He had lain by a pool called the Pool of Bethesda. Jesus encountered him. He had been there 38 years, expecting to jump into some miraculous pool that got stared by an angel once a year or something. Can you imagine that? And many people were there waiting their turn, and he had stayed there 38 years because every time he would get close, you know, somebody would jump in ahead of him, and Jesus healed him. Later on, Jesus finds this man and says, in John 5, 14, he says, you've been made whole. Um, be careful. Uh, you don't go sinning again, lest a worse thing come on you. Today, I just want to talk to you about the truthful Jesus. The truthful Jesus. Love, as many of us think about it, we think means, oh, you know, do whatever you like and have things your way. Love isn't like that. Our parents love us, you know, they teach us. Um, you grow, you're old enough. You learn how to drive. Your daddy can trust you with his car key, but he wants you. Take care. Remember the speed limit. Observe them. Be careful. He wants you. And, I, and if you go out of your way, go step on it and go excessive and you smash the thing and probably become maimed for life. Does it mean daddy doesn't love you? He told you the truth. He told you the consequences of probably if you didn't, you know, um, measure up to... Uh, um, his instruction or his uh, direction or his prompt to you that, hey, careful, it's yours, yes, handle it. But there are consequences if you don't observe certain rules and principles, you know. And Jesus is truthful. Now, this scene about the woman in John chapter 8 is, is a fascinating one. One, the intention was to trap Jesus in some way. Uh, they had realized that uh, he seemed not to do things the way they had known it to be done. But Jesus had explained somewhere in Scripture, he says, I came to clarify what really God is all about. And he deals with a woman's issue and deals with their issue as well. He probably was telling them, we don't know what he wrote in the ground. Many people have said that he probably wrote grace. I beg to differ. I believe that Jesus, by the power of the word of knowledge, the gift of the word of knowledge that he had, must have started writing down. I don't know how many people brought that woman, but he must have been writing their names. And they, they might as well, does he know us? So, Kwesi, Kwaju, you know, and then he asked them, you, you, you brought this woman, yes. I mean, if you see what Jesus said when he said, go and sin no more. Yes, I, I'm God, I know everything. Yeah, you're right. But the truth is, many of you have, the very thing you want to accuse her of, I've, I've gone after many other people like her and Heather, and just that you hadn't been caught till now. Now you catch him and you want to use her to trap me. So he went to the jugular and says, all right, cool. None of you have engaged a woman like that and wiped your mouth and gotten away with it. Just, hey, he didn't stop them. Say, take the stone and hit her. 
The Bible says their own conscience pricked them. It means, hey, it doesn't mean that God just lets people off and say, do what you like. I don't think that's what it's, this passage is about. Because he gave a firm instruction to the woman, where are thine accusers? That question is not simply because they had not thrown the stones and had left the scene. Where are they? Where do they stand with me, Jesus? Where are they? You are here contending with me and me, Jesus, contending with you. And I'm asking you, I let you off the hook. They did catch you in the act. Go, since you've encountered me. Take the righteousness I'm offering you. Live in it. Don't go back into that kind of life. That's the truthful Jesus. True love is tough. It, it hits us between the eyes. Doesn't mince words. It's not about being lavish and being overly generous without accountability. That's the message I'm bringing to you. Now, after Jesus told this woman in John 8 11 that neither do I condemn thee, go. And sin no more. In the next verse, verse 12, then Jesus spake again unto them. Don't, don't forget he was teaching. I told you that apart from those who had left, there were other people on the scene. Then Jesus spake again unto them, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I'm always talking about the audacious Jesus. He finishes that. And I have a feeling when he said that the woman didn't, didn't just get up and go. She lingered. So she heard this one. And I'm recommending this to you. I am the light of the world. It's emphatic. Emphatic. I am the light, the light. I'm not one of the lights. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Please, there's darkness all around us. That's, that's also love telling us the truth. The truthful Jesus. There's darkness. It's all around us. People getting up in the name of God, slitting throats and doing all kinds of things. Going into secret places, consulting mediums, going underwater to see bod um, 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 whatever spirits that lead them in ways that they ought not go. There is darkness. He says, I am the light. If you place your hand in mine, I'll lead you out of there. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. If you believe, you should hear. It suits his sorrows, it heals his wounds. 
and it will drive away your fears. It will make your wounded spirit whole. It will calm your troubled breast. It is like manna to the hungry soul and to the one who's weary it will give you rest the truthful jesus is calling you today like the woman i you probably know that jesus would tell you hey i i'm willing to forgive you but you've got to Make up your mind that you're going to walk in my righteousness and go back to the ways, rather than go back to the ways uh, that you you have been known to live by and doesn't really bring you satisfaction. So make that decision. It's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Make me a brand new person as only you can. Help me to love your word. Help me to love fellowshipping in your house. Help me to commune with you in prayer. Amen. As I am wont to do, kindly touch my hand if you, if you, if you wish. Let's pray, a prayer of healing. Father, as my brother, my sister, touch my hand by faith um, through this medium, that your healing that comes in the name of Jesus, touch them and give them a new song, some disease that uh, is defying medicine even though they've probably detected what it is, it's not responding to medication. You are the answer. Let your healing touch this one. And let them give testimony that the Lord has touched me. Thank you for hearing this prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. This has been a cappella and the word I would like to invite you once again to um, subscribe and get notified when the next edition is on. Until then, God bless you. Bye for now.